When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. On episode 24, the season finale of Zero Doinks. Thank you for listening all year long. We are going to talk about the Bears' final game against the Vikings, as well as the postseason press conference that Ryan Pace and Matt Nagy just had. What are the plans for the Bears in 2020? Where does Mitch stand? All that good stuff. We are going to dive deep into a NFL playoff preview. We are going to make picks for every game and see if somebody can run the table. We will have the final Big Ten Minute as well as lots of other surprises. Happy 2020. Happy New Year. It's going to be a great year. The end of season one starts now. Zero doinks. Zero doinks. Zero doinks. Zero doinks. Whoa, 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 whoa. Season finale. Zero doinks. Episode 24. The season, at least for the Bears, is now mercifully over. And the season one of Zero Doinks will be not so mercifully mercifully over after today's episode. Dan, Happy New Year. We are recording this podcast episode on January 1st, 2020. Has the world changed for you with this new decade? Uh, Yeah, happy 2020 to you as well. It definitely feels different. You can buy weed now. Happy weeds giving. I think that's what stoners say. Uh, Yeah, yeah. Happy, happy new year. All is well here. How about with you, Bill? Oh, things are great. I thought that uh, we would all be flying in cars like immediately on January 1st, 2020. So I'm a little bummed when I ran an errand earlier today. I had to go in my vehicle that was on the ground. So so that yeah. sucks. Uh, and that errand was not to wait in line at a dispensary. Uh, I saw a lot of pictures of, of hot attendance at such things. Uh, do they have one by you? I, I don't really know the details no. on the burbs, actually. Do you? Uh, no, no. I think the closest one that I read is in Aurora, which is literally ah. right across the street from Naperville. It's like right. the Naperville border, and they open one up. Like, come on over, you Ooh. stoners. But yeah, who are the people waiting in line today to buy weed? Like, it's a little weird. It's weird, right? I saw the just, pictures as well. Like, there's yeah. a couple in like Wicker Park, or maybe there's just one in Wicker Park, and there was a line around the block. Oof! Come on, people. Yeah, get like, a do, life. 
Yeah, do you need your gummies that bad today, you <laughs> freaks? So, I mean, I don't know. Yeah. I guess they might. Hard to say. You, your hair right now might suggest you might be on some type of narcotics, though. I know not everyone can see it, but it is sky high. It is. It looks great, by the way. Thanks, buddy. But... I really appreciate that. I like to try to fool Dan Doinks each episode with a different look uh, with both my person and the location of where I'm going to be. So, uh, so today... I, I desperately need a haircut, and I got my hair as high as it could go, also as a taunt to Dan, and, is, and a yeah. challenge to see if you could replicate this during season two. Uh, well, you know me. I'm a bad hair guy, so there's no chance I can get anything looking like that. So thanks for rubbing it in my face. This has been Hair Talk. <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right, so let's dive in a little bit for uh, uh, regarding rather the Bears Vikings game, the season finale. Bears finished the year eight and eight. They win at Minnesota against all of Minnesota's scrubs. They needed a last second field goal almost from our boy Eddie uh, to beat them. Uh, any any takeaways from your perspective, Dan, or was this just like a yeah. finish? Yeah. Oh, it was a it was an extremely boring game in general, and there were two really shitty teams. Unfortunately, that was our starters, and that was the Vikings' third stringers. So, uh, that's that's not great. We still struggled and won at the end. We own the Vikings, which is kind of awesome. I mean, Nagy refuses to lose to them, but ugh, all of it's just gross i mean i think we had like two lucky turnovers kind of to start the game those were not not forced turnovers i'd say the, the interception just fell into pierre louis lap and then that terrible fumble which just was a drop pitch so uh eddie i guess was good i mean kind of funny that we end the season with him pretty much winning us a game after all this all the talk at the beginning of the year was fuck you Cody Parkey and it ended up being meaningless and he might actually be okay outside of the Chargers game essentially but uh no it was pretty boring and gross all around we looked soggy until like right at the end of the game uh clutch Mitch sort of showed up again I guess but I don't know it was a little barfy overall what'd you think yeah, the same. I, I was a little ashamed at myself for even watching the game, but um, I was patting myself on the back in my own mind for watching it late at night on Sunday and not wasting a Sunday afternoon. So no offense, Bears, but you did not get live TV privileges because you suck. Um, the <laughs> There was a decent amount of like power run game used, which was yep. kind of a nice change of pace thanks for waiting for week 16 or week 17 rather uh for that thank you so much but usually like when montgomery would like we seem to have good drives good momentum and then we'd have some of those stupid ass east west throws to a to a wide out or to cohen and it seemed like the wide outs that were supposed to block for the guy catching the ball really didn't give a shit like so it was like all right we've got three first downs in a row and now Oh, first and 10. Now it's second and nine because of a stupid ass, not bubble screen technically, but right, that right. type of play, right? Like that, I'm so sick of seeing that crap. Like, I thank God the offseason's here just so we don't have to watch that. Well, yeah, and I don't, you don't see other teams doing so much of that, right? It'd be, it'd be a one-off just to catch them off guard, but that's like our main set of plays and it's, it's so incredibly maddening and it's, 
that shit's got to change. But yeah, there was a guy. I don't know if you were going to bring this up. There was a guy who was playing on the Bears offense. I think he was a tight end. He was number 43, I think. Was it Stour or something like I We do this every week, and we yeah. follow the Bears closely. Yeah. I literally have no idea who that guy is. Yeah, I guess he... I guess he was playing during the Chiefs game. I didn't notice it at being at the game and everything and not watching it back. Confession. Uh, And uh, I guess he had like a quote after the game, after the Chiefs game too, where he's like, I mean, I don't understand why we're not just like, you know, trying new things. And I'm thinking, who is this guy? Who's interviewing him? What is he? And he's not wrong by having a strong opinion about the offense needing to loosen up. But it's like, I have no idea who this guy is. Yeah, I, I don't know. It's, he it's, caught a pass. A he caught a pass in this Vikings game. He, I think he hurdled the guy, or he tried to. I'm like, who is this? Is it? Is that like the equivalent of the uh, Marky Mark movie, where he's the? Uh, it's a true story. The Eagles guy he's oh, like, yeah. owns a bar or something, and he's try. Is, I was like, is this? Is this guy like a barback at Lottie's in Wicker Park, <laughs> and he's now on the Bears somehow? What the hell That's is possible. this? It's possible. I know it was so confusing. Yeah, I thought it was I thought it was Jesper at first. I thought, oh, it's 40 something. I'm like, wait, that's not 49. Yeah, it, it was very confusing. I'll yeah. understand. But, but I you know, it yeah. made perfect sense though that he actually had a, like, yeah. a nice catch. Like, yeah, guy we just picked up off the street looks better than our fucking second round pick who has no legs anymore. Who knows what what's up with him? <laughs> I'm talking true. about Shaheen, in case you're that's wondering. Right. That's right. More Adam Shaheen talk. Uh, a couple other quick items about the game, and then we can move on to the postseason presser that was yesterday on, on New Year's Eve. Um, Anthony Miller hurts a shoulder. On a, uh, unfortunately, he's going to need surgery, unfortunately. Oh, yeah. yeah, that just sucks. It's like So he's in on what? On punt return, I think. And yeah. Fuck, or it was a kickoff. I can't remember. I think it was Whenever. a kickoff. Yeah, okay. it looked like he took a pretty good shot. Yeah, so that that sucks. Uh, that's his at least second straight off season that he's going to be rehabbing instead of mm-hmm. being healthy. Maybe even third. That yeah. that blows. Although, yep. does that make sense? I don't know. Whatever. Uh, <laughs> your boy Quickowski, his that safety he got was pretty awesome. Awesome. Uh, yep. It was. It was again. It's against scrubs. So you can't get super excited, but. He, it was great. Great tackle. Great job getting that running back down in the end zone. Uh, so that's going to be an interesting offseason story, being that he's a free agent right. as well as Pierre right. Louis, who looked good again. So do you have any thoughts on the linebacking room going into 2020? Well, uh, I one other huge positive was, I don't know if you saw all week, that uh, we had tied our own uh, record for worst or lowest number of interceptions all year we were at eight so pierre louis got us off that mark thank god and all the the eight interceptions i think were tressman years and maybe one fox year there was like three consecutive years we had like eight interceptions they were all close to each other and last year we had like 27 or something insane like that so it was good to get off that mark thank you pierre louis for having that ball fall into your lap uh, yeah, the linebacking core will be interesting because Trevathan might be gone as well. Does he have one more year left? But no, we I, think, him? Is I it... think he's up too. I think he's I'm pretty too. sure his. Yeah, yeah. So it's going to be three. Yeah, three guys who all contributed a lot. So that'll be an interesting decision for Ryan yeah. Pace. Mm-hmm. 
Absolutely. yeah, I don't know. Yeah, that, that yeah, that'll be tough. I mean, it's not like we don't have enough problems otherwise. So that's one more thing that probably will get put on the back burner a little bit. That could be a, could be an ongoing issue. That could be. Uh, speaking of guys that maybe on the move in 2020, Prince was not out there a whole bunch. I noticed there's a lot of Tolliver. So that's uh, I found that to be interesting. So you wonder if I know Prince's legs are a bit odd, but always. <laughs> but he yeah. uh, he's he's been mentioned a lot as a guy maybe on the cutting block to clear up a little cap space. So I wonder if they were trying to get Tolliver uh, a lot of play for that reason. I don't know. Could be. Just an yeah, observation. Be right. Yeah, he's got to be gone, I'd imagine. I, I see, um, I saw a few, not mock drafts, but a few draft experts saying that cornerback is a, a pick the Bears may take pretty high. So it's obviously not for Fuller. It's got to be for Prince. So uh, that that makes sense. But uh, it would. Ugh. <laughs> We'd have to think of a lot of new jokes. That would be unfortunate, but <laughs> might be worth it in the long run. Uh, your boy Ridley Ridley had a nice catch and run yeah. to set up that game-winning field goal. That was nice yeah. to see. No, it yeah, doesn't really think, matter, but it's okay. I know. I think we could we could get some play out of him next year, I think. Um, he and Wims kind of seem like the same guy to me. When they catch a ball, I don't know which one's which uh, at certain points, but I like I like them both. I think they're both pretty solid. So Wims has sort of worked his way into a more regular role once when Miller gets hurt and Gabriel's out. Uh, oh, that's another Gabriel's probably another guy that's gone, right? I think so. He seems to be. Yeah, I think his his number next year jumps, but they can save a lot of cash, and it's not like yeah, it, that seemed like the like the longest concussion ever, right? He yeah. was. <laughs> they never really said anything about him. Right. Coming. It was very weird. Very weird how he. I kinda... think he's had a couple. I think he had some okay. last year as well. It's it. It must be an ongoing issue, but Miller plays a lot better when Gabriel's not out there anyway. So. I think that's an that's an easy cut there. Um, yeah, I, th- I also saw Bears were slated to somehow draft a wide receiver as well uh, in the second round. It was a guy, guy for LSU. I saw some chatter. The oh, guy uh, like Jefferson t- had like five touchdowns. Somehow yeah. experts are saying he might be there with oh. the Bears pick. Um, why? Isn't he good? Why would he be He's there? He's really good. Maybe. Yeah, I'd be I'd be very surprised. <laughs> yeah. Unless so. there's a ton, you know. Uh yeah, we haven't really so. divin deep into the draft eligible players yet. So maybe there's a ton of wideouts. I don't know. I'm not right, sure. Right. Uh yeah. So I don't know. We we got a lot of work to do. A lot of work to do. And it's a good transition into the guy in charge of such things, Ryan Pace. He and Matt Nagy meet, meet, met with the media meet. yesterday, uh, Pace for the first time all year, which drove the media nuts. That was a, I just find that hilarious when, you know, Lawrence Holmes gets all upset that he doesn't have access to Pace whenever he wants it. That just, right. that kills me. Uh, not Shut to say up. the Pace shouldn't, shouldn't, you know, have more access, but I think they're all used to uh, Theo Epstein being pretty much in their house every week. All these That's guys. Right given it given it to him so to speak so um so pace pace and Nate, so generally i don't know how much he paid attention to this but you know pace was disappointed about the regression of the team but but then out of the other side of his mouth he was uh showed total confidence in mitch total confidence in nagy and the offense in general um, he, he didn't, what do he say? He like, even when he was pressed, he didn't, he didn't 
Barry Nagy at all about strategy. Um, so I, he didn't, he wouldn't even suggest a play calling was an issue. So I found that to be interesting. Um, they're obviously boys and they're connected at the hip and Nagy was sitting right there, but, but I, I would have loved to see a little bit of honesty. I'm not surprised that there wasn't any. Um, I think people were people being the media were stunned that, um, pace went in so hard, uh, in support of Mitch. Um, but at the same time, I think the biggest, the biggest thing for me was when he was pressed about picking up Mitch's uh, fifth year option, which I think he has to do by the end of May. He did not commit to that. And he could have, if, if right, he said, this right. is our guy moving forward outside of 2020, why wouldn't he have said, yeah, yeah, we're absolutely doing that. So I found right. that to be, let's uh, to me it's like let's see what they do versus what they say when you know dan weeders peppering peppering them with questions that's more interesting to me what are your thoughts buddy yeah you hit it right on the head you like honesty but you're you know you're not going to get it in those and the season just ended i mean there's no way he's going to be in a spot to throw anyone under the bus because that's just going to create conflict in-house that you know we would like but that would, would be really no benefit to it. The thing about not picking up Mitch's fifth year option. I mean, he would have killed himself or he would have been murdered if he would have <laughs> put anything yes. behind that. Cause he clearly was one of the worst starting quarterbacks uh, pretty consistently all year in his yeah. third year, third yeah. year. Yeah. Third yep. year. Third year. Yeah. So, you know, I don't, I don't blame him for not sort of throwing everyone under the bus unless he was, unless he was going to fire Nagy or he was ready to move on from everybody, which clearly is not going to happen. Um, the play calling thing, uh, you know, another thing that doesn't need to be discussed a day right. after your last game, but right. I mean, very clear, obviously we all think that Nagy should give up the play calling, you know, go moving into next year. You know, the thing that bothered me after the fact, uh, and you look, I, I didn't follow it as closely as you did. So I'm, I'm taking a lot of this off of kind of what's happened since a lot of the stuff I read, I think it was kind of chicken shit that they waited till after the press conference, the fire coaches. So they didn't have to answer for that. So, I mean, not that they're obligated to do it any other way, but I thought that was bullshit to sort of like give you sort of canned answers about, you know, sort of the rah, rah about, being better next year and all that shit and then to immediately <laughs> turn around and go and fire guys and then you don't have to answer for it until the until the um preseason starts or camp starts so i thought that was bullshit and kind of chicken shit on their part just own that stuff and then you can talk about it but once again like they're i think they're they're probably obligated by the nfl to do that press conference right i i would fashion. think so yeah i bet i bet pace has to has to put his face in front of the media once a year. Uh, and it always makes sense. I remember to do it after season, but I, I always remember uh, Angelo doing it also during the bears bye week. So he, he would show oh. up twice a year, but okay. then he'd stumble on his tongue multiple times and everybody would make fun of him. So I'm sure he regretted that too. I mean, with pace, when you're in that situation too, it's like, you're damned. If you do, you're damned. If you don't, you're like pace right. is going to get hammered no matter what, if the season sucked, and I don't know, it, like anytime he appears, even when they're good, he usually he typically gets hammered, too. So because he doesn't say anything right. and not that he should. He's he's 
he's he's a little slick, but the, all these executives are. So that's not unique to Chicago. Right. Um, I, I totally agree with what you said about because they were. I think Nagy was specifically asked, "Are there going to be any changes on your staff?" Ooh, that sounded weird. And <laughs> um, <laughs> and I think and Nagy didn't necessarily say no, but it sounded like he was open to bringing everybody back. I can't remember exactly what he said. And yeah, hilarious that the press release is out like an hour later. I, although part of me thinks after all the, everybody hammering Nagy about the offense in front of pace, I, I jokingly in my head, I thought, I wonder if, I wonder if it just occurred to Nagy that, that people are after him about his offense and oh shit, I got to fire somebody. And like after the press, oh, yeah. conference, Fritz, you're gone. <laughs> Harry, he's said in your smut films, you're gone. Like it, that, that, that was just a, a weird imaginatory uh, moment in my world where, oh yeah, maybe yeah. I can fire these idiots. So that right. didn't happen. I, I'm not no. serious about that. I, I hope it did. That would be, that's a great <laughs> mental image. I mean, we, we talked about this before with like, he said I was, I think, one of my top targets to go because what happened to that offensive line just is so puzzling. And he was, I mean, he said was treated like a god on the offensive line. What the fuck happened? I mean, they just fell apart. So <laughs> smut films. I forgot about that. That's pretty awesome. <laughs> and uh, Helfrich, I mean, firing him just was he just in that position to eventually get fired in case shit yes. went bad because what is he I think he so. does nothing right well I mean, it, it kind of came out yesterday and it's the first time i'd heard of it that like his main responsibility was in, he was like the run game coordinator i hadn't heard that in the first no. two years like so that's that's a complete no. burying of well yeah the run game sucks so get rid of the offensive line coach and and uh helfrich yeah you know that's I, I, well weak. here's the thing if you're looking for a run game coordinator, I'm probably not going to hire the guy who was coaching at Oregon, which I think they threw the ball 75 times a game. So I'm probably not going to hire that guy as my run game coordinator. Great call. I think yeah. about that, man. You are a detective. Look at yeah. you. Look at Dan. Unbelievable. Well, yeah, go ahead. Sorry. No, no, it's okay. Um, uh, you know, so I was disappointed that Dave Ragone wasn't fired because I have it out for that guy for you no reason. <laughs> I do. And it's nothing like I, I wouldn't know him if he was sitting in my lap right now. But uh, <laughs> that's, there's an image. There's an image. Zero Dykes listeners. Uh, but <laughs> I just I find him so annoying, like the idea of him so annoying that why do we why do we have a coach from the John Fox era still on the staff? It's so annoying. It's like, is that Mitch's security blanket? And if so, another perfect reason to get rid of him, like yeah, get him out of here, get out of here, just change it all up. Um, so the other uh, I'm blanking. I, I mean. There's one that I'm upset about is the tight end coach. Is that Gilbride? <laughs> yes, I was going to ask you about that. Well, let's let's not let's not talk about him yet. Who is the other one? Was it an, an assistant somewhere? An assistant special teams coach. What? Jesus Christ! What is I mean, that? Just grasping at straws. I mean, what? what I, that's what I'd love to. I'd love to. I'd pay money to be able to be in on those meetings when these guys get fired. Just. To hear Pace and Nagy stumble over blaming them, I guess. I mean, I, I'm assuming they weren't mean about it, but th just let's just move on to Gilbride. What possibly okay. could he have done wrong to get fired? You gave him the the worst players, the worst talent at that position, and the horrible players that you gave him were 
hurt. They were right. hurt and they were trash when they were. So I, I'm sorry. Like he had to be relieved to get the hell out of that building. I mean, he'll get another, I think that dude's been around a while, right? Like I've heard that yeah. name. For, yeah. For... That's yeah. It's Kevin Gilbride's son. And he, uh, but I think, yeah, he's an up and comer. I think this was his, his highest job yet. And yeah, I totally agree. Yeah. I found it hilarious. Like, Here's a symbolic firing because yeah. your tight end sucked. No, your tight end sucked because of Ryan Pace and, like you said, and and horrible injuries to horrible players. Right. I don't. I like to picture Gilbride sitting in that meeting with Pace saying, "Well, you're you're fired because they just didn't produce this year," and Gilbride saying, "No, you're fired because you don't know how to scout fucking tight ends, you stupid dick." That was that was bullshit. Like I teetered on like. I laughed when I saw that. I was like, that is unbelievable. But like I said, Gilbride has to be thrilled just throwing his access card to Hallis Hall right at Pace's forehead. Be like, <laughs> thank God you put me out of my misery, you stupid asshole. You just yeah, blew it great. for that's for great. yourself. Like, Adam Shaheen, are you kidding me? I hope he did a really awesome Terry, you a new asshole exit interview if that even happens when you get fired that doesn't happen when you get fired but Hard to say, uh, <laughs> yeah yeah it was that one made me laugh that was just great so two other quick items uh that you mentioned somebody getting in pace's face about here's here's two things that might make you a little queasy too uh and i'm, I'm glad for one of them where it seemed to me that well uh, both tyler bray and chase daniel Daniels, but not Daniels, Daniel apostrophe S, their contract is up uh, now. And it seems like both are going to be replaced in the quarterback room. The bad news there is, you know, can Pace identify a quarterback worth worth a shit? And, and there's no evidence of that yet, right? So I don't know no. who these two quarterbacks are going to be. I hope they're not a couple of dopes, but I don't know. We'll see. So that's, that's one thing that I thought was interesting out of the press conference. Another thing, and hold on to your nuts, Dan Doinks, but somebody asked Ryan Pace about how he felt about uh, this year's draft, like where where they stood not having a first-round pick and all that good stuff. And, and, and Pace said that he feels good about the quantity of the draft picks because it allows him the ability to move around in the draft oh, if need be. No, no. Trades oh. are coming, baby. Draft day trades. He's addicted. I did not see that. I'm not happy to hear that. God damn it. Don't th don't overthink this, you stupid asshole. Is he going to move up? <laughs> God damn it. I think you and I were texting about this. Like, he's going to package as many picks as he can to move up, like, three spots. <laughs> and he's going to draft another tight end from a D3 school or someone who's working at Lottie's in Wicker Park who's currently doing future far back sponsor. future sponsor. Hey, shout out Lottie, serve, serve some hams. Uh, oh, that's, I, know. I didn't mean to he, ruin your new year, but there you go. He cannot be allowed to do that. I mean, he yeah. has to, I don't know who he has to run that through Ted Phillips or one of the McCaskies, but you, you <laughs> he cannot be allowed to pull the trigger on something like that. Cause if he, if he packages those two second round picks to move up in the late first round, and then we don't have any more picks till the fourth round. He he should be shot on the spot. <laughs> I don't mean that literally, so right, don't right, arrest right. me. But right. he should be put right into prison, not even a trial. Like that right. should not happen. So that's really I, I'm immediately nervous for what he's 
going to try to do. So yeah, stay put, draft a quarterback in one of those spots. There you go. That fills one of your two available spots and draft uh, or draft sign uh, one of these free agents, but don't overdo it. Sign yeah. a short, short-term deal. See, see where it goes. But, oh, that just, that made me throw <laughs> up in my mouth a little bit. <laughs> It'd be amazing if this is the year that he just keeps trading down to collect a bunch of picks, but then they they all end up in the sixth and seventh round. Just <laughs> we have thirteen picks, but none of them are in the top two hundred. Oh, That'd be incredible. God. That'd be great. oh, please. This is gonna be a theme all off season. Don't overthink it. Just don't like overthink it. I like that. I think that should be that maybe the theme of season two starting yes. in late January. Spoiler alert. Um, all right. So I think that any, any of your thoughts on the presser or uh, the coaching staff changes, anything? No, no. I mean, we, we've sort of covered it all. I mean, changes had to be made. So I'm happy about that. I think last episode we said the worst thing that could happen is nothing happens. So I'm glad that stuff was cooking uh, I'm not encouraged moving into next year now after what you just said uh, gave me about pace there, but the presser itself, it is what it is. I actually like people getting upset about it because what, what do you expect to get from you know, a required so press conference between the head coach and the GM? Uh, you're not going to get anything, so just no. relax and like, you're lying to us. Right, well, well, right. Well, what do you want him to say? Like, I'm trying to put myself in a pace's shoes. I would be exactly yeah. the way he is. I mean, I would yeah. like to tell you that I would be like, Nagy sucks. Mitch sucks. We're firing everybody. What are your questions? Nobody's doing <laughs> that. Shut up. No. Just shut yeah, up. It's unrealistic. Yeah, the hope is that that pace is having an honest conversation with Nagy when, you know, he's doing his job, right? And right. And that and that Nagy and, and Pace are both aligned with what Mitch is and what the possibilities are. And I think we all kind of know those answers too. So just hopefully they're honest behind closed doors. That's all that really matters, yep. but we'll see to be determined to be determined. All right. We are going to, we got a couple more segments. We're going to wrap up season one. See you next segment. Bears. Welcome back to Zero Doinks. You can follow us at Zero Doinks, whether it's the off-season or in-season. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter. Well, the Bears season is over, we all know this, but the NFL still has another month worth of excitement left in it. And what we are going to do is try to run the table with playoff predictions. We're, we don't care about the spread for Wild Card Weekend, but uh, Dan and I are both going to pick all the winners, including the Super Bowl champ. So, Dan... Let's start with you. Let's start with AFC, and then and then we'll kick it to me for AFC predictions. So so walk us through the oh, AFC all the way yeah. to the Super Bowl uh, oh, you, person. You, team. What? You goddamn got it. All, all right. right. First first game here, AFC. It's the first game of the playoffs. Three thirty five on Saturday. The Buffalo Bills at the Houston Texans. I like the Bills. The Bills seem like a solid team. They're good defense, I think. Josh Allen running around, bing, bong, bing, bong, bing. Uh, yeah, no, I just don't uh, I don't trust the Texans ever in the playoffs. I'm sure Watson will put up a ton of yards, but he'll throw like a crucial pick. So I'm going to go with the Bills moving on as the five seed. 
The next game is the night game. The surprise of last week, the Patriots losing. So they are hosting the Titans first week. Kind of weird. Both AFC games are Saturday and both NFC games are Sunday. I feel like it's usually staggered, right? Yeah, that's stupid. Yeah. Come on, Goodell. Get over yourself. Grow up, Goodell. Get a job. Um, So I'm going to take the Patriots, obviously. So they're going to move on. So uh, that's going to be an easy one. I was just looking at the line. It's only five. Patriots only given five. No respect. I mean, Tom Brady in the playoffs. I mean, get out of here. He should get at least a touchdown in that first game. Uh, So... So they're moving on. So let's see. Then we've got uh, the next so, game is the Ravens uh, hosting the t- uh, the Bills. I did not yes. take the Texans. I almost said that. The Ravens <laughs> hosting the Bills. I'm going to take the Ravens in that game. It's going to be a blowout. Lamar Jackson's going to get real wet all over that field. Uh, that one's That one's an easy one for me. The Patriots and Chiefs, a rematch of last year's AFC Championship game. I like the Chiefs. I think they're going to win big. Another home game. They're not going to blow it this time. They really should have won last year. Uh, So I'm going to take the Chiefs in that one. So we got the top two seeds in my bracket in the AFC. Uh, The Chiefs at the Ravens, and I have the Chiefs. I think the Chiefs are going to win the AFC. I think they're the most uh, solid team all around. They just seem... Real relaxed, real easy on offense. I think they've not gotten enough respect. The Ravens have not been there in a while. So I'm taking Mahomes. Ugh, can't believe I said that. Mahomes. I'm taking the Chiefs. That's my AFC predictions. Why don't you go next, Bill? That was amazing. Thank you. I, uh, uh, you really walked us through that. I could, you painted quite the picture. I loved it, Dan. Thanks for all of your homework with that. Um, all right. So bills at Texans, you talked about it. Dan picked the bills. He loves their defense, loves him. Some Josh Allen going bing bong, bing bong all throughout, uh, Texan stadium, reliant, reliant stadium, I think whatever. Uh, I like the Texans in this one. I think it's going to be hideous. I think it's going to be an ugly game. Watson was terrible in his wild card game last year. I think he learned his lesson. He'll do better this year and he will do just enough to advance. And let's kick it to the other game here. We got the Titans at the Patriots, man. Everything in my being says, don't go against Tom Brady. I'm going Mike Vrabel and the Titans. I think, uh, I think Derek Henry is going to be a problem. For the Patriots, I think Brady is hurt and he's playing like shit and and he's and it's it's really stupid to go against him, but I'm doing it. So, all right. So then we would have the Titans visiting the Ravens. And yeah, that's right. And the Texans yep, visiting it. the Chiefs. Okay. All right. So, uh let's go Titans at uh Ravens. Ravens will blow them out. It's uh, Titans Cinderella run ends in Baltimore as Edgar Allan Poe wrote once upon a time. And uh <laughs> uh Texans at the Chiefs. So you got Mahomey against Watson, uh rematch from earlier this year. Uh Bears fans will be throwing up, of course, including myself, and uh Mahomes will whoop his ass. And it will be the Chiefs at the Ravens AFC title game. Dan went with the Chiefs, very tempted to go the same way, but I'm going to go Ravens. They've been the uh, 
the team du jour all year. I, that's that sounded gross. Uh, a five thirty eight had him as I think forty six percent favorites to win it all. I want to say or to win the AFC. I can't remember. Oh, and okay. uh, which again they were a bit wrong in twenty sixteen. So don't don't lean on them too hard. But um, <laughs> you lost uh, us Ray, a lot of money, guys. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. Exactly. So so I'm gonna hold against them. So I'm going Ravens in the Super Bowl. Dan is going Chiefs representing the AFC in the Super Bowl. Let's go to the NFC next, Dan. Take it away, bud. All right. I like all those picks. It's hard to argue with any of that. I actually, the Patriots one, uh, I don't see, it's, but. Yeah, it's going to be my it, biggest mistake as Cheryl no. wrote. <laughs> I feel like the Patriots D's got to show up against uh, the Titans, but I, did they play each other this year? I feel like they might have. I don't know. I Not don't know. a big Titans Patriots research yeah. guy. Hey, I want to throw this out there. This is a total yes. sidebar here. I don't know if you had a chance to peek at the Bears schedule for next year. I know it's not out, but they're away games. Yes, Bears sir. at Titans next year. I just want you to put that in your tickler file, if you will. Okay. <laughs> I, I, I like, have a big I, tickler file. I like the idea of going to the Bears Titans game in Nashville. Get a little get a little loose on Broadway broad street i don't remember what you call your main drag there nashville but it's just a quick walk over the bridge to nissan stadium we should go just just throwing that out there okay uh nfc nfc here the first game on sunday i'm gonna look it up is the shitty vikings at new orleans that's uh the number three seed saints against the vikings Saints are eight-point favorites. I think they're going to win by two touchdowns at least. The Vikings are trash. Everyone knows Kirk Cousins chokes when he has to play a team that's actually decent. You just lost to the terrible Bears. So Saints, that's an easy one. Very, very easy. Moving on to the next game, the Sunday afternoon game, the mid-primetime. What did I call it? I, I, semi. Semi, Okay. <laughs> The, the semi-primetime game won't give you a semi. The Eagles are hosting the Seahawks. The uh, This is another one I feel like is easy for me. The spread's only two. Seahawks are favored by two, but I like the Seahawks. The Eagles stink. The uh, NFC East should have been shut down. They should be relegated to uh, MAC football. So I like the Seahawks moving on there. So let me do a quick check here. So that means the Seahawks are at the Niners, right? Yep. Uh, Seahawks at Niners. Let's go to that one. Uh, I like the Seahawks. I think the Seahawks are uh, destined to beat the Niners this time. I think the Niners are frauds. Jimmy G, you're not that good. So grow up. Shanahan's going to choke. The Niners are going to be awesome for a while, but this isn't the year. George Kittle, stop smiling and having a good time. Just shut your mouth. And, and shut up, Tim. I know he went to Iowa. God damn it. Uh, so I like the Seahawks moving on to the NFC championship there. Uh, okay, so we got the Saints at the Packers. Uh, this one's another easy one. The Packers are frauds. Saints moving on. They're going to win at Lambeau. It's going to be real ugly, and I'm going to enjoy every second of it. Aaron Rodgers is going to probably leave right from the game to the airport, go right to Malibu, and not think about Green Bay. Maybe ever again. I think he's going to retire. That's my prediction. Aaron Rodgers retires, lives in Malibu with his terrible girlfriend. Uh, so there you go. Last game for Aaron Rodgers. So if you get there, enjoy it while it lasts. 
<laughs> okay, so <laughs> is this more than you need to know? These no, are... this is this is okay. I want I want all of this. So we have the Seahawks at the Saints. Maybe not what everyone expected. I like the Saints. I think it's going to be another bad game. So Saints move on to the Super Bowl. It's going to be a Super Bowl of two teams who blew it in their respective championship games last year uh, to head to Miami for the Super Bowl. So I have Chiefs and the Saints in the Super Bowl. You go, Bill. Okay, so... I loved all of that. That was that was red hot. Man, Rogers last game. The tears running down cheese filled cheeks and Green Bay will be incredible. Um, I wasn't so- for the record, I wasn't <laughs> expecting to throw that out there. I was just got in a groove there and just just came and popped into my head and then out of my mouth. Whoa. <laughs> Not the first time that's happened. Maybe the first time in 2020, though. All right, Vikings at Saints to kick off the NFC. I am also going to go Saints. Easiest call on the board. Vikings are terrible. Cousins has won, what, four games in his career against teams with winning records. And it's certainly not going to happen on Sunday. Saints advance. Seahawks at Eagles. As much as I agree with what Dan said about the NFC East being terrible, it's Doug Peterson in the playoffs, baby. He is going to advance. He is going to advance. He's going to surprise. He's going to beat the Seahawks. I like the Seahawks a lot, but I think their injuries are too much. Okay. So that would put the Saints visiting um, the Packers. Yes. And then the, is that right? Yeah. And then the the, uh, Eagles visiting the 49ers. So let's go Eagles at 49ers. Now, I I also don't believe in the 49ers, but I do believe in them against the Eagles at home. Um, I I think the the top seeded, and that's just gross, 49ers advance the NFC championship by default essentially. Okay. So congratulations okay. to, to Jimmy G and his porn star girlfriends. Um, the saints visiting Lambeau could not agree more with what Dan said. The Packers may be as big a frauds as anybody on this board, including the Vikings. And they are probably the worst number two seed in the history of the NFC. And they are going to get smoked. Drew Brees comes in and says, you know what? This is my last rodeo. Drew Brees is going to retire after this season, ladies and gentlemen. (laughs) That is my prediction. So (laughs) I don't know what Rodgers will do with his career after this game. But Drew Brees announces in a tear-filled press conference before the game at Lambeau that this is going to be it. This is his last run, and the team is inspired. He wins. He leads the the Saints to a win and to the NFC Championship (laughs) where the number three seed visits the 49ers in the NFC title game. Um, I hate hate to do this, Dan, but we're going to have the same pick out of the NFC. Saints are going to beat the 49ers. It is destiny. Uh, we're doing it for Breeze. That's the quote after the game uh, by Alvin Kamara. That's what that's what he says after running for two touchdowns to, to defeat uh, Shanahan and the 49ers. So it's going to be Saints against Ravens for the Super Bowl. You have Saints against the Chiefs. Who's going to win that title game, Dan? Who's your pick? Okay, so can we back up for just one second? <laughs> yes, we can. I agree. I like all of your picks except for Rogers crying. That guy's an asshole. There's no mm. way he's crying. He's not even going to like have the respect to even thank Packer fans or anything. He's just going to be out of there and just be like, yeah, no, I'm not doing this anymore. So, uh, yeah, that guy sucks. So I that, everything else I agree with except for that one. Okay. 
Super Bowl, I think it's going to be an awesome Super Bowl. There's going to be a shitload of points. Unless it's raining, like the last time the Bears were in the Super Bowl, then it'll still be a lot of points. Uh, I like I like the Chiefs. I think the Chiefs are, I mean, I think I'm, I'm going a little bit overboard after seeing what they did to the Bears, but they're just smooth out there. No, if they, you know, if they stay healthy through the playoffs, I like the Chiefs to win a close game, high scoring game, bang the over, whatever it is. And that's my prediction. Chiefs, Super Bowl champs. How about you? I love it. So it's going to be Breeze against Jackson for the Super Bowl in Miami. I think the last time the Saints were in the Super Bowl. I believe it was in Miami. That might not be accurate. Yeah. I... No, I think right. they beat the Colts. I think that yeah, was there in you Miami. Go. Yeah. There you go. That uh, Yeah, that onside kick to start the second half. Yeah. Well, guess what Peyton's going to do to start the game this year? Saints are kicking off. He's going to start it off with an onside kick. And the Saints continue to roll all game. Saints win it all. They did it for Breeze. He hangs it up after the game. He and Jim Nance embrace, and they actually lock lips, which makes Nance feel very, very uncomfortable. Um, you know, there might be a, uh, an apology on Monday morning to both of their churches, but it's fine. It's no big deal. Saints win it all. <laughs> NFC is hoisting the Lombardi, and things things are great. That's, that's what's going to happen. I like all that. I like... Uh... It's hard to be upset with any either of those um, those teams in the Super Bowl. I don't want to. I mean, I don't want the Packers to slide in for obvious reasons. I feel like the Niners would stink in the Super Bowl as well. So let's not let that happen. But I don't know. I agree. I don't know. I, I think agree. I think we were at least going to get close somehow on our predictions, even though a few of them are way different. Yeah, that's good. That that keeps the interest alive. If we had both the, the exact same bracket, we know that I guess the playoffs would probably end up the complete opposite. So maybe we should have done that. Maybe we should have made consensus choices and then everybody could have faded the doinks. But what's the fun in that? Right. What's right. the fun in that? Come yep, on. Yep, yep, yep. I think one of us is winning is is running the table with these picks. I feel I good about so. that. I think so. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, that was fun. That was fun. I enjoyed that. I'm looking forward to Rodgers being out of uh, football. That's going to be great. That would be great. You see that he bought, maybe you did see that, or that Malibu reference, right? He and what's-her-name bought that $26 million mansion. Yep, that was pretty much the whole basis for my uh, retirement (laughs) prediction there. So he's he's gone. He's gone, Green Bay. Enjoy it while you can, you idiots. Absolutely. You better get Deshaun Kaiser back because he will be starting opening day in 2020 at Cheesehead Bastards. (laughs) love it good job thanks this has been nfl playoff preview see you next segment roger sucks breeze retiring the big 10 minutes season finale of zero dunks this is big 10 minute last one of season one we're right in the thick of bowl season. Give me a big old bowl of football, you stupid dicks. Jim Delaney, is he the NCAA guy? I couldn't, I was going to throw his name in the mix. Big or 10, the, Big 10 and commissioner. Yeah. God damn it. Emirate is the NCAA guy, right? Yeah, something like that. Doc Emirate. Doc Emirate was a cowboy. A Isn't sheriff. he? 
Is he a play-by-play guy for the NHL? Oh, that could be right. Okay, okay. I don't know. Wow, hot start, hot start. Okay, so your line I have already played in the Red Box Bowl. Uh, did they hand out DVDs at that bowl game? Is that a part of the uh, the swag that the players get? Is a a really scratch DVD in a hard plastic sleeve that you have to return at any Walgreens location? I think so. And, and, and the bitch of it is for the players, every DVD is a river runs through it. So they all have to watch a real emotional Meryl Streep movie. Or is that, is that Meryl Streep? I think so. I don't know. Uh, Redford, Robert Redford, I think oh, yeah. is in it. Uh, I didn't, I don't know if I thought, I believe it, it uh, has fly fishing in it. If I had to mm. make a prediction. Oh. Florida uh, Kevin. I bet I bet he's Florida, seen there it, you huh? go. I don't know if we talked about this before. Is there a movie that you haven't seen that pisses people off? Have we talked about this on the podcast? You and I have no, you and I have not talked about it. I have uh, one I have one very specific it. one that that really pisses people off. But if you have one, I'd I'd like to hear it. Uh I I've barely seen any of the Star Wars, so okay. and I'm a big That's Yoda probably. guy. So that yeah, you know. Uh, <laughs> your big baby yo guy the uh the movie that i haven't seen that really pisses people off is shawshank redemption i've oh, never seen it wow. and it pisses people off and i will never see it because it's something that i enjoy making people angry about which makes it more even more interesting to me that you've been so into the what say you fuzzy britches because that's where that comes from Get out of here. Is it really? Yes, that's where that I literally didn't know that. That's great. It's something I've enjoyed saying, and I say it to my children almost on a daily basis as well. So that is amazing. Oh my God. That's incredible to bring it all the way to the finale to find out that's where it's from. Nope. Did not know that. Never seen the movie. Never will. All right. Holy shit. We got way off the rails there. Red box bowl for your Illini was a bit rough. Did you watch the game? Where did you watch the game? Give us your thoughts. I did. I watched it late, so I, I I just recorded it on the DVR, so I watched it at night as if it were live. Um, disappointing finish to a great quote-unquote year, great by Illinois football standards, especially the way the season started, which looked like it was going to be Lovey's last year in Champaign. Sorry, Lovey, you're staying around in beautiful Champaign-Urbana. Um, but the game was closer than the final score indicated. Uh, Illinois actually played pretty well. They were without most of their wideouts, so Brandon Peters did the best he could, and he, he did he did okay. Did not get a concussion, so to me, that is a victory. Um, Isaiah Williams, the third string, the true freshman quarterback, he played him a little at wideout just to get weird. They didn't have to burn a red shirt. It was his fourth game, so... They got weird. I enjoyed that. That was fun. Thanks for being creative, unlike Matt Nagy. Um, so it sucked. Cal, Cal actually looked pretty good. They have a good quarterback, uh, one good wideout, decent running back, decent defense. Uh, Illinois and Cal both had top two uh, leading tacklers in NCAA football. Oh. So that was an interesting fact. Um, what does that mean? Yeah, it's stupid. I mean, leading in individual tackles. So who cares? Does that mean they can't get the ball? Like I'm, I'm having trouble understanding how you have the top two tacklers. Could nobody else tackle? Why, why were they in so many plays? I have a lot of questions. Never mind. Nobody. That's I know. I like it. I like it. Uh, Maybe we should call Jim Delaney and have him explain it to us. He, um, he being, uh, where am I going with this? Oh, so I tweeted. 
a um, a targeting and ejection call from Milo Eifler, uh, linebacker for the Illini transfer from Washington, that just annoys annoys <laughs> annoys the hell out of me. This rule in college football. I don't know if you have any thoughts on it, but it's like it and it happened in the Ohio State. Uh, Clemson game too to one of one of Ohio State's uh, fantastic secondary guys, and it's it's such a subjective call. I think like I don't know how a ref is supposed to know intent, or right. especially if it's not a clear like spearing. Like the old spearing call made sense. Like helmet to helmet, a guy's clearly trying to tackle, trying to knock a guy out. And I feel like they've I feel like NCAA and football in general is totally overcompensated for uh, player safety which i'm i'm all for player safety but i feel like the ref could say okay this is a 15 yard penalty for targeting but right. clearly the dude wasn't going after like it, it, it's maybe it's i i don't know i don't i don't see why they just have to eject a guy right. when it's clearly not I, I feel like it's not needed what are your thoughts in general on that call yeah i agree i think it was bullshit um and i think i gave you a hard time about the, the the call and I'm like he was clearly trying to hurt the kid which I don't believe that at all right I, what I'm curious what led up to this them feeling they need to eject a kid to enforce this rule to to throw a guy out for what you deem to be targeting I mean I think 99 percent of the time they're not out to hurt anybody this targeting shit and it's just so unfair to these kids to get thrown out of these games. I I don't know. I think that rule needs to be thrown out. I mean, unless it's like blatantly obvious that you're using your helmet as like a torpedo to, to hurt, you know, to knock a dude out. I, I just don't, I don't see it. It's just so subjective. Like you said, and what, what the intent is, what, where he's aiming. And a lot of these times is a guy just ducks his head at the last second right. and a guy could be diving at his hips and so you're hitting helmets. It's like, oh, targeting, you're out of here. Like, that's just right. such bullshit. And, and it's it's funny to me that the NCAA is so sensitive to that on the targeting, but I feel like they don't protect their quarterbacks at all. Like, these quarterbacks in college can get laid out, and they just are like, they treat them like how it should be, like everyone else on the field, where the NFL, like, you just breathe on a quarterback, and you're getting a, you're getting a personal foul call. So I don't know. It seems like officiating at both levels is – they're clueless about what's what's a penalty and what's not. And even after they review it, it's like they don't want to admit that they may have screwed up, so they just stick with what they have, and it only punishes the kids. So I don't yeah. know. It's bullshit. I'm with you. Yeah, and it's I, I just don't understand why it's all or nothing. Like right. you can still maintain the flag. That's fine. But to kick – and I think – and you asked, like, where did this even come from? I, I think they see – they the NCAA sees it as, like – they're going to de-incentivize a player from doing that by doing an automatic ejection. Do you think of, do you think of fucking safety is even thinking about that when they're going in to, to make a tackle? Like they're, they're not, like you said, sometimes the wide out is going ducks their head and, and it's, right. it's incidental. Like why can't, if a ref can make a call, like a judgment call, like during a fight, if they can say, okay, this guy should be ejected this guy should like, there's no like hard and fast rule. I don't understand why it has to be so hard and fast for the ejection. That's all right. I'm saying. I'm with you. And I feel like, I feel like if you're, if you're the NCA and you're insistent on having that rule in place, 
you should, let's say this happens um, in the first quarter. I don't know when the, the Illini kid, when that happened. Mm, I can't remember, second or third. All right, yeah. let's, say it was, let's say it was second quarter and he got flagged for that penalty. Why not just put like an earmark on that for the refs and be like, let's review that at halftime. Mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of these are so rushed in the moment that they like don't have time to actually review it and say like, oh, he, yeah, he was, that was his intent was to, to kill it another kid like it's I think it's rushed and they don't want to overturn it because they don't have time to they want to keep the game moving so that's my opinion if you really are insistent on having this rule in place then give yourselves a little time and say all right at halftime we have to review this if we determine that his intent was to hurt another dude then he's gone right I mean does that make sense or make that makes total sense out like a series of plays or something while you have someone else review it, not the refs on the field. And maybe that's how it is. Is there someone still in the booth that reviews this as well? There's someone in the booth. Yeah. Well, it, it seems it's confusing with college, how it is. It's like, who's right. ultimately making the call, but yeah, I, I I'm with you. I, anything to, anything to not change the course of a game, like the right. semifinal game with Ohio state and Clemson yeah. like that, that did, you could make the argument that that changed the, changed the game by removing right. the player for, right. for questionable call. But anyway, we're bearing the lead right now. The Gophers are playing in the, is it the Outback bowl against yeah, Auburn? You got is that it, accurate? Yeah, All right. We're right, All right. That we're 30 seconds before halftime. Gophers are up seven. They are moving the ball on Auburn. It's 24-17 right now. Auburn just, they scored. Uh, they got to 17 on a fourth and seven. Nice play. You Nobody wants to play by play. Uh, bottom line, <laughs> Auburn also has a 97-yard uh, kickoff return for a touchdown, which was pretty sweet. But Gophers look pretty awesome so far. I'm, I'm pretty happy with how they're moving the ball against Auburn's defense. Uh, they've, yeah, 24 points at half against Auburn, a team that beat Bama feels pretty good so far. I don't, we'll see if they can keep it rolling. But up until this point, Gophers look pretty solid, and this is a good recruitment tool for Pajeflek. Um <laughs> But yeah, Gophers are looking good. Uh, you know, we, I think I said in the last episode definitely take the points and tickle the money line a little bit that's looking pretty good at this point uh i think i said money line i don't know i was uh on 355 in my (laughs) honda odyssey so all the details are a little sketchy because i was just trying not to die but uh gophers right now looking red hot roll the boat (laughs) i love it that's good stuff uh so I'm I've been listening back to previous episodes for reasons that will be clear to our zero doings listeners throughout January. And um uh the you called it you called Gophers versus Auburn in the Outback Bowl. Did I really? And okay. Yes, well, you did. In like I, like I wanna say it was one of the episodes where you were like you were laughing at the idea of of Minnesota being in the Big Ten championship game. So awesome. this was like 10 weeks ago, I want to say you called this game. It's incredible. Awesome. And, and, and I think I read, I think I read someone had that prediction a while ago and I was like, ah, oh, it seems about right. But I don't recall saying that, but I'll take, I'll take credit. Thank you very much. I was probably yeah. drunk. You definitely were as, as we have been for 98% of these episodes. Uh, did you and Thod, Thod being the Auburn Tiger fan, did you guys do a gentleman's wager for this game? Uh, we did not. We did not. But 
I'm getting some text messages from Thad during the game and he's not very happy and it's making me happy. It's cracking me up. So uh, Auburn's playing pretty sloppy, which Todd has no need for that. Get it together, guys, because Todd has very high expectations for you, especially against the Gophers. I think he full-blown hates P.J. Fleck, too, so I think this would sting ah, a little more. It's um, kind of fun, then, maybe. Yeah, I think yeah. I think you should make a second-half wager. That's what I think. That's my advice to you and Thad. Yeah, okay. I could do that. Yeah, I don't know. Gophers, we'll see if they can keep it up. Uh, hopefully, I don't fall apart here after it's officially halftime now. Gophers okay, 24-17. Gophers kicking off in the second half, so I don't know. Auburn doesn't score to start off the second half. I'm going to predict a a blowout by the Gophers. Nice. I love it. Um, That's fantastic. So regardless of how this game shakes out for your your prediction when you were tickling money lines and other things, um, what what did our final standings look like between you and me for Big Ten Minute? Did did I beat you overall or did you smoke me? And should people have faded us all year long? That is a great question that I'm pulling up right at now as we speak. Uh, n- yeah, so we were really close on the season for Big Ten records. We both took games in the Buffalo versus Charlotte. Uh, who gives a shit bowl? <laughs> uh, I won that one. Buffalo won in a blowout. So you finished, and this includes the Illini game. You finished nine and ten on the year. Uh, Pretty good comeback. The- I think I was not- really like one and five early. Yeah, you could not stop taking the Illini when they were in a rough spot. But you know, I respect that. I respect it all Thank parts you. of that. Uh, I. I'm currently a nine, eight, and one. That does not include this this game here. So hopefully, I Gophers hang on to at least cover, and I will get to ten wins on the year. But yeah, if you bet us, you uh, lost the juice essentially. Yeah. So yeah. a little bit more. So could have been worse. Uh, yeah. And on the NFL season, you landed at eight and ten. We had that one weird week where bears were off and we were drunk and just taking over unders and Broncos Titans. I believe we were. Yes, we were, that sounds right. <laughs> uh, so you finished eight and 10. I finished 10, seven and one. Uh, so once wow. again, not, not amazing on either side there, but uh, I finished a little bit ahead, but you know, whatever. We're we never claim to be uh, full blown experts. We're just more degenerates who just like to get involved. So that's true. Uh, I I think though with that ten ten and seven record to, or one ten seven whatever it is, uh, you sound like a sharp. You're an absolute NFL Ooh. sharp. I'm a sharp and a shark. Is that Ooh. one? Oh no, a whale. A whale is the guys who <laughs> get getting my sea animals confused. They're the guys who go to Vegas and spend a lot of money right i think so i think clearly not me if i don't know what it is well if you're a whale or a shark does that make me a semen (laughs) yes i gotta yes (laughs) thank you thank Uh you so much uh this has been the final big 10 minute of season one we hope you enjoyed and believe me there's lots more where this came from in season two PJ for president 2020. Lovey VP. See it in a second. Zero doinks. Zero doinks. This is a zero doinks. 
All right, last segment for season one here of Zero Doinks. It's been awesome. I've loved all 24 episodes. I think we had a sneaky one in there that maybe we didn't count 25, uh, but I've enjoyed every second of it. But let's wrap it up here. Bill, why don't you give us a recap, give us an idea of what's coming up in the future and anything else you might have. What say you, Fuzzy Britches? from Shawshank Redemption just found out today go amazing that's that's my perhaps my favorite uh revelation from season one that whole thing that's incredible amazing. That, I honestly had no idea I, I'm still I kind of don't believe you but I'll never see the movie so I got nothing else to go on <laughs> that's right um well uh, yeah it it is a thing and we'll prove it to you Sandy's gonna send you a text I think he Sandy loves Shawshank as do I and he has he has some gear that he wants me to buy, actually, and he should. So inside reference, who cares? Okay. So season two, what's in store? Okay, so like Dan said, this is, a, this is a season finale. Thank you so much. We got thank yous, I'm sure, to wrap up the segment. Uh, but what's coming in in January? So uh, we are projecting episode one of season two to happen during Super Bowl week. So that's the week of January 27th. That's the next time you will hear from us live, so to speak. Uh, and uh, But in between, uh, we're planning dividing some of the segments into one spot. So if you want to hear all of Dan's amazing hams commercials, for example, there will be uh, that will be released at some point in, in January, as well as see me after class. Yes. Um, and uh, I'm working on uh, a best of compilation to kind of sum up season one and in all of this, this randomness. So we're very excited to release that to you, our public. And I can't wait I can't wait for Dan to hear it. It's going to be incredible. Can't wait. Thanks for doing that. Of course, man. It's going to be fun. So, um, all right. So, Dan, today is January 1st, 2020. Any New Year's resolutions that you want to share with the class? Uh, I'm going to try to not be a fat guy. I know that's like the um, the canned answer, but I'm going to try to be a better, healthier son of a bitch. And, um, yeah. No, I don't, I'm not a big, like strong New Year's resolution guy because I feel like everybody's that way. But just in general, just try to be a bit healthier. Maybe drink a little less. That might be a good one for me. But uh, yeah, that's really it. How about you? So yeah, same, same canned answer. Uh, the drink a little less, uh, no offense, hams, you're a wonderful sponsor. Yep. We're still going to drink a lot of you. So don't worry. We appreciate your generosity during season one. Uh, yes, I, I, you know, I've developed a little bit of an inner tube above the waist that I'm, I'm not proud of. I'd like to chisel that puppy down. Uh, I am making it a goal to uh, jump back in the marathon world Ooh. here in 2020. That's my goal. That's really the only way that I cannot eat and drink like a slob is, what, is by do you have, marathon. Do you have one in mind? Chicago. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do Chicago again. So that is my, I've not signed up officially, um, but that is my goal in October to be on, I was going to say on the field. That makes no sense. On the street running through our beautiful city of Chicago. Nice. That Good luck to you. You know what? Thanks. I, I, I'm going to do a surprise announcement here. I, in terms of doing a marathon, I will not be doing one in 2020. So just want to make that announcement. 
That's that's great. We appreciate that resolution on your to don't list. We really appreciate that. Um, Good stuff. Good stuff. I I would love to drink less and say that I'm going to drink less. Uh, We'll see. We'll see about that. Um, All right. Kicking it back to football real quick. Coaching search. Who do you think? So Cleveland is really weird right now as of this recording. Cleveland just got rid of John Dorsey, their GM that actually got them a talented roster for the first time in like 20 years. But um, who do you think ends up there? Because it's so weird. That's question one. And question two, uh, do you think the fat faced Mike McCarthy gets a job? Yeah. Um, Panthers is Panthers. I think I saw someone predicted from a fat faced McCarthy. Terrible idea. Don't stay far away from that guy. Uh, Cleveland, I feel like uh, I feel like it's going to be Urban Meyer or um, Stoops. I could see one of those old college guys jumping into the mix. Although I don't know what's nothing's happened with the Cowboys yet, right? Yeah, they, yeah. How have they not fired Garrett? I mean, I guess that would be a landing spot for Urban Meyer. Lincoln Riley, I know, is a popular name. I don't know why he'd leave Oklahoma at this point. It seems like he's got it pretty good. He's got things cooking there. I I don't know. It's it's it just seems like a weird jump. Just because you're good in college doesn't maybe necessarily mean you'll be good in the NFL. Um, I mean Kingsbury, that one still confuses me that he was <laughs> he was going to be OC at USC after getting fired from Texas Tech, and he went to the Cardinals. Like I still feel like that's going to be one we're going to look at after he gets fired. But like, wait, why did they do that? I mean, that's yeah. just weird. But McCarthy, actually McCarthy to the Browns probably makes sense, right? Doesn't he have connections there in some fashion? He Am might. And, and I feel like at some point, yeah, if it's not like a huge splash like Urban Meyer or somebody like that, that that's they're going to get desperate Cleveland because it's such a shit show. that. And I feel like Mike McCarthy is desperate to get yeah. a job that yeah. I feel like that could be a, a forced marriage. So we'll see. I, I'm sure that, you know, Baker Mayfield would have a lot of respect for, for McCarthy when he walks in and just starts farting everywhere. And, and yeah, does he, didn't he get like weird massages yeah, or yeah, something like yeah, that story? In Report. Yeah. Yeah. I I'm I so, all right. So I'm super disappointed about the bears being awful this year, but watching the Browns shit show has been, has made me feel a little better. I mean, they're such an unlikable team, you know, Baker, that dude, he's so goddamn cocky, and he seems like he can't take it when it doesn't go right. I mean, I I, I like Baker in general, and I think he's going to be good. But goddamn, that guy, he can't take the heat. It seems like once it's it's going south. And I think uh, I think Odell Beckham's one of the most overrated wide receivers in football. And I don't I think he gets more of a bad rap about being like a locker room cancer than he probably is. I think he does want to win, but. God damn, that team is so unlikable, and I'm happy because those Browns fans were feeling themselves all year, and Bears fans were too, but at least we we were building off something. like We had reason to be optimistic. They were just pulling it out of their asses, so um, McCarthy would be awesome, and if it kept going south, that would be, that'd be fun. That would be, yeah. Here's, here's hoping that by the time we're we're uh, recording episode one of season two that 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 happened. That would be amazing. Uh, well, college football. Ch- oh, sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. What do you what are your thoughts on uh, Riverboat Ron taking the Redskins job? Yeah, I, I find that to be a weird match, a really weird match. I, I feel like 
Wolves, I don't know if you know more than I do, but I would I, I would think that he has to have some touch on the personnel to have given him the confidence to take that job. I know they they demoted Bruce Allen or whatever, right? And uh, yeah, yeah, I don't know what why Rivera would go to to would work for Dan Snyder first of right. all, and and that's been one of the least stable franchises in the past twenty twenty some years too, right? Yeah, and they they have um very they have questions that quarterback as well it's just not there's nothing there really to like with the Redskins so I I would have thought Riverboat Ron could have latched on to a better job maybe even Cleveland I mean Hmm. there's some stability there it just was odd that he jumped on that so quickly um oh the Jaguars job ended up not opening I know that the reports for that one was going to open it and then Khan Shah Khan is that it Illinois guy he had a change of heart. So, yeah, I was really puzzled by that. And I think they hired Jack Del Rio as well. Uh, yeah, it's his D coordinator. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, collecting ex-coaches, head coaches. That could be a problem. What, what happened to Bill Callahan? Is he going to stick around as well? <laughs> I hope so. Yeah, I'm sure he'll uh, he'll land on his feet way above where he should. Yeah, we absolutely. know that to be a fact. Absolutely. Uh, so, strange, strange, strange. So, very strange. All right. So college football title games in the next couple of weeks, Clemson, LSU, who you got? I don't even know what the line is, but uh, either those yeah. teams tickle your fancy. Oh yeah. LSU, I think is going to win in a blowout. They're so awesome. Um, I think, I don't even think it's going to be close. I'm looking up the line now. It is, uh, bear with me. LSU is giving five and a half okay. right now. I, I I thought Ohio State was still a better team. They should have beaten Clemson. Uh, and I, I, I kind of wanted to see LSU, Ohio State, and I, I don't love Ohio State, so it would have been great to see them get blown out in the national championship game. So, But I think LSU's, they're so good on offense that I think they're going to win by 20, possibly. What do you think? I think they'll win. I think it'd be a little close. I mean, 20s. Tw- I, I love that it's 20 through 20. <laughs> That's so awesome. Uh, I do. How can you go against LSU right now? I mean, Joe Burrows, what, had seven touchdown passes in the first half against Oklahoma? I mean, that is just crazy. I yeah. wish that they kept him in just to see if he could throw for 1,000 yards and 14 <laughs> touchdowns in a game. I, I, I regret not having the ability to see that. But it's it's going to be awesome. I mean, it should be um the the next two quarterbacks that are picked number one right uh yeah Lawrence won't be eligible yet and then Burroughs should be the number one going to Cincy sorry sorry dude you're gonna be a bangle right (laughs) Uh, but speaking of that game uh I feel like I think we've mentioned this before I think that Jalen Hurts would be a guy who would look good in a Bears uniform if he's there in the second round I would just scoop him up the guy I think the guy's a winner I don't think that game was his fault. Um, I like that guy. I don't. I don't know enough about him. To, it feels like one of those. Don't overthink it. Just grab him and see if it works out with Mitch and another mediocre veteran next year. That's the Dan yeah. Doig's prediction. I know we'll get into that maybe at some other point, but just yeah. throwing that out there. Put it out there to chew on for our audience to really yep. give it some serious thought. Um, all right, couple more questions for you. By the time. We have our mics in our mouths <laughs> during Super Bowl week. Do you think we'll have an ETA on legal sports wagering in Illinois? Nope. One that will actually nope. Okay, that's nope. I, I, I agree. Don't think so. I don't think so. So what we're looking at, 
Super Bowl week. So we got a, we're about a month. Yeah, we're a month out. No, I don't think they'll have any. They'll be any closer to figuring that whole shit out. I know the goal at this point is March Madness, right? But it seems like there's just no progress at all. And it's it's like like we've said before, uh, not good for. I mean, it's good for our bank accounts, but uh, not good for our fun. <laughs> I know. I know. Come but, yeah, on. What, what do you think? What do you think they're going to get there? No, I mean, I think uh, in a month to have clarity at this pace would be a total shock. So, no, right. I think I think we'll hear something in February and it may be like a real soft you know, date that won't be able to be lived up to. You were saying though that they're building out some sports books. You thought in uh, at Rivers, right? Rivers, Isn't that what yeah. You, you thought, yeah, yeah. So that's like, cool. Yeah, I mean, it feels like they're closer, but I, even when it starts, it's going to be super frustrating. With you know, if the weed today is any indication that people are standing in line to hit it day one, and there's not going to be any online stuff. Like they're going to screw it up somehow. So. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, no confidence in that. I hope I'm wrong. It would be cool if they could figure it out way before then. I think March Madness should be the target for them at this point, but I have zero confidence in that. And, and our own experience being in East Chicago and how rough that was from, from day one, uh, it's yeah. going to be, it's, they're going to have to get well ahead of March Madness but to, <laughs> to get the yeah. kinks ironed out there, so. Yeah. yeah, that that would be a very ugly start. All right, so speaking of predictions, by the time we're talking again, do you think the Cubs will have made a big trade by then? Do you think they will have gotten rid of one of their dudes? I don't think so. I feel like they're just going to sit sit tight. Um, this has been a very frustrating Cubs offseason, not just in the sense that they're not doing anything, but just the rumors out there that they're going to trade one of their guys, which I don't, I don't understand at all. Uh, and there, but also the refusal of even talking to Rizzo or anyone else about an extension, not doing anything with Javi at this point. I think the Cubs are literally just going to be in the same spot. They are next time we talk. Uh, and it's still, I'm still going to be frustrated They're They seem like a shit show at this point, the marquee network, which is, supposedly going to show all the Cubs games that feels like they have no clue what they're doing. I saw that they're taking a poll of Cubs fans of what old games they want to see on the marquee network. It seems like a red flag that they don't know what to program at this point <laughs> and who's going to watch old Cubs games. Like, first of all, I could probably pull those off of YouTube if I wanted. <laughs> Second of all, Baseball's boring enough as it is. I'm gonna rewatch a game that I already know what happens. Get out of here! Like, I feel boring. like I feel like there's gonna be a lot of Iowa Cubs fans that would eat that up, though, right? Yeah, like, oh god, I gotta see that that Ryan Sandberg three home run game in '89 or whatever, right? I mean, who yeah, knows? Yeah. So I don't think the Cubs are gonna do anything trade wise. The Wilson Contreras might be the best, the biggest candidate to get traded, which will absolutely piss me off. Because the idea that you trade an all-star catcher uh, for prospects, just but you're not admitting that you're tanking, is is so dumb to me. Um, no, I'm ready for a full-blown, like frustrating Cubs season. They're putting David Ross in place, I think, to also use him as an excuse to be like, well, he's figuring things out, so that's why we suck. So 
and the Ricketts are so unlikable. They're the biggest dirtbag family in Chicago, and I I hate them with all all of my being. Is that what you say? Yeah, sure. <laughs> not a big not a big vocabulary guy, but uh, I think that's uh, hopefully that answered your question for you. I actually I'm I'm one of the rare Cubs fans that doesn't hate the Sox. I don't actively root for them, but at least the Sox are going to be red hot this year. They're going to be fun to watch. So I'm sure you're amped up. You think they're going to do anything else, or is this kind of the team as it sits uh, January 1st, 2020? I think uh, they have some bullpen moves to be made. They're they're real soggy. So I think, and it's not, I know Han talked to the media a few days ago and said, there's still some money to spend in the budget for 2020. So I'm, I'm going to guess they're going to sign two arms. Maybe one of the dudes from the Cubs last year. Is it Shishak? That dude's yeah. a free agent, right? Mm-hmm. They keep seeing his name connected to, to the Sox. Um, and I do think they need another. They don't necessarily need, but they could probably use a potential platoon guy in right field. So uh, uh, a right-handed bat, although they could just put Lurie Garcia as a platoon with the dude that they got from the Rangers, whose name escapes me, the 24-year-old who hits the shit out of the ball, just not enough. So we'll see. No, it's, it's good. It's, it's, I'm keeping an eye on the twins, seeing what they're going to do. Are they going to get Josh Donaldson for third base or, uh, or not? Because uh, that's, that's the team that, that the, the Sox are chasing as well as the Indians, but it feels like the Indians are taking a step back. So, oh, yeah, so we'll the, see. Yeah. The Indians are trying to tank, right? They're trying to unload. Yeah. Um, I mean, they get rid of their, why am I blanking on the awesome shortstop? Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, oh what the fuck's his name? I know. Uh, uh, new year, not a new no. brain. I mean, he's he's unbelievable. They should not get rid of him in any fashion. Uh, but if he does, that's the official signal to Sox. Lindor, right? Francisco Lindor. Lindor? Yeah, yeah. Thank you. I said Odor. Is that the guy from Game of Thrones? Or uh, Odor is the second baseman for the Rangers for a while. Didn't he get... Okay. Didn't he, oh, was is that the, the guy, guy the Sox got? Is that, oh no, that was the no, other guy. Yeah, no, no. yeah. He punched, right. uh, Batista. No, I don't know. Who gives a shit? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but Not the, a big twins, range the, twins, <laughs> the twins aren't going to be as good. The HGH is going to wear off. Uh, the Sox, I mean, their, their World Series odds just passed the Cubs, I, I think I saw last week after they oh, boy. signed. Did they sign Encarnacion? Is that right? They did. I mean, they're, they did. Sox are going to be fun to watch. I'm, I'm happy for you. Because it's they're on the the right the right path for sure. They're gonna get those some of those you know um, who's the pitcher that was hurt. The, oh, uh, 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 Jesus Christ! <laughs> too many hands. Yeah, I know. Uh, God. God damn it! Uh, yeah, the, Kopech, right? thank you. I I, I kept wanting yeah. to call him Keiko. Yeah, Keiko in my brain. But yeah, Kopech. yeah, yeah be, he'll be back. Be awesome. Yeah. Uh, so. <laughs> that was awesome yeah yeah baseball is going to be shitty on the north side this year i feel um but but red hot on the south side we should maybe do a zero doinks episode from comiskey and i know it's not comiskey but i'm still calling it that so shut your mouth same same get off dan's newts hey hey, one more socks thing uh jason benetti's doing the outback bowl by the way nice you want to turn it on love benetti He's he's good at football as well. So he's he done a, he's done a few gopher games the last few years. 
oddly enough. So he's big, big gopher dude. Yeah, he's good at basketball too. He's just yeah. he's a very talented dude. Yeah. Um, all right. So let's bring this puppy f- uh this first season full circle. Yes. So um this this podcast was started out of partially out of hatred to mm-hmm. for uh, Cody Parkey. Yep. And we talked a lot about kickers going into the year, a lot about tight ends. Dan called it. Dan called the tight end problem. Mm-hmm. And he probably, you know, he, he probably annoyed the shit out of some of our listeners about it. But he was right. I was Dan right. was right. Uh, but, Eddie, you know, uh, so the kicker problem, Eddie was good. He, he was he wasn't great. He was above league average. Uh, in field goal percentage field uh, and uh, about the same as the league average on, on, uh, on uh, extra points uh, at 93%. And you know what? I don't know that he had a doink all season. Did he? I think he had zero doinks, zero doinks. I think he almost did in that chargers game, but uh, was there quite, was the question, did he have any doinks? Basically? Yeah. It's, 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 yeah, I want to. I want to. I want to know. I think so. And Cody Parkey only played in two games this year, so yeah. I feel like we we did we personally did damage to his career. That's that's how I feel. I about think it. so too. And uh, good for Cody. I'm sure he's somewhere in Florida flinging Bibles at alligators. Uh, I I I think Eddie worked out for the most part. I mean, that was yeah. in hindsight. We maybe spent a little too much time on the kicker talk, not just us, but Nagy as well. And we had much bigger problems uh, to to worry about. Uh, I I saw uh, or maybe I heard on the radio they were saying that it was like for sure they were going to bring in uh, veteran kickers to compete with him in the uh, during camp. That I that kind of caught me off guard because I think I'm fine with Eddie. Yeah. I don't think he's our problem right now. And to, to focus anything on the kicker, unless he's hurt, it just seems silly to me. I don't know what, what's, what sort of your take. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure they need at least one more leg in camp. Right. But, but yeah, I, I totally agree. I think Eddie should be our kicker next year. And, and we've got a lot of other problems to solve, like you said. So right. I guess that's a good news for, for zero doing season two and bears 2020 season. Uh, the, the focus should be where it should have been all along, which is on other deficiencies for, for this squad. So we can't wait to solve all of these problems during 2020. And, and hopefully Ryan Pace listens to all of our great ideas, especially Dan's about tight end. I, I bet Dan is going to dive deep into college prospects and uh, available free agents in the tight end position to restock that room. Actually, are you a candidate for the, for the tight end job for the bears? Uh, Yeah. I am. I absolutely am. So I'm trying to picture myself blocking any defensive end in the NFL. I think all of my limbs would fly off of my body at this point. So <laughs> yeah, I'm in. I'll I'll go to camp. We'll see what happens. All right. Okay. Yeah. That would be awesome. Well, Dan, this is this has been so awesome and it's it's been it's been fun talking to you every week <laughs> virtually uh it it is zero dykes has been a real highlight of my life and uh uh it's it's been amazing buddy thanks dude yes thank you thanks for uh you do all the work behind the scenes so thank you for doing that it has been fun and thank you to uh our wives as well i know jordan doinks is excited for this to take a little bit of a break. Uh, so 
thanks to the the ladies in our lives thanks to the listeners if you're still listening and you were from the start thank you this is some silly shit and we love every second of it so it's been fun and i look forward to season two and on it's going to be amazing. Yes. Thank you so much to the listeners. And it's been fun communicating with a lot of you. It's, it blows my mind that, that anybody outside of like our friends and family even know about this thing and, and give it time. It's, uh, it's fun. Uh, you know, we, we now have new friends in Indiana and Montana and, and elsewhere throughout the country. It's a wonderful thing. So we've got a lot of fun in store for you in season two. And thank you sincerely for, for giving us any, any of your time. It's very much appreciated. Agreed. Zero. Thank you, Hams. Thank you, Hams, indeed. You got it. See you this year, 2020. See you later in January, guys. And enjoy the uh, the highlights along the way throughout the month. See you, zero doiks. Bear down. What kind of question is that, anyway? Why would you ask a question like that, anyway? Yeah! Hell yeah! Sorry about the pronunciation error. Grosnover. Grosvenor. Anyway, uh, pardon my pronunciation.